This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Okay, so today on Adulting with Horses, we're doing something a little bit differently. Uh, We had in mind that Natalie and I, post-Equine Affair, would have our friend Mandy Flanders from the Leadline podcast on. But unfortunately, Natalie spent some money at Equine Affair and is now holed up in her house crying in her vodka about it because she is notoriously cheap and... um, I think the idea of spending money and talking about it gave her hives. So today we have a special treat, and it's Mandy and I solo. So, you know, sorry, Natalie, but you may no longer be part of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just for today. Welcome, Mandy. Thanks, Heather. I'm excited to be here. I saw that uh, Natalie had posted in the group that someone at Equine Affair had thought that you were her wife at one point. And uh, I... Tried to leave a comment on it and Facebook wouldn't let me, but I was like, well, if there's applications open for sister wives, I'll get in on that. But you know what? <laughs> I'll take that. Apparently, Glenn told everybody that I needed multiple spouses to handle me. And like, I saw that. He's not wrong. Um, my husband. No, that's where I was going to comment. <laughs> yeah. Like, my husband probably <laughs> has. didn't go through. <laughs> could use the break. But um, that did indeed happen. She actually didn't tell me about that until afterward, but apparently a listener came up and was saying something as if we were married and Natalie didn't correct her. And if I don't know what that says about our chemistry as co-hosts, I don't know what does. (laughs) I I got a good laugh out of it. I was kind of disappointed that Facebook said that I couldn't leave the comment. And I was like, is there something wrong with saying sister wives on Facebook? I don't know why I wouldn't go through, but it didn't. And I was like, all right, maybe I just, I kept that can of worms closed anyway. (laughs) Well, you know what? This is the perfect place to put it out there because we have an E rating for a reason. So you say whatever the fuck you want, Mandy. But yes, hashtag get in line because apparently I should open up the applications. Um, <laughs> to have apparently. A so <laughs> Natalie should have been here. She's getting pushed out real quick. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. No. Um, I know she was definitely sorry to, to miss you this time, but you know, equine affair was it in all honesty, it really did take a lot out of us. I mean, we're tired. Oh, so tired. I went for a massage earlier today, and for the first time, I think I fell asleep on the table. <laughs> oh, that's lovely. I usually don't like to sleep during massage because I'm afraid I'll miss it, but that's that sounds like much-needed break. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, I think we're all definitely exhausted from it, but we worked hard. We played hard also, so, you know, it's it's going to happen. Yeah, I, I play hard, then work hard, so um, in that order, and... I sleep real hard. So I went back every night after dinner or after our shenanigans, and I think I passed out cold. Although there was one night, I think I was texting you at 3 o'clock in the morning, so apologies for that. Oh, I was out. I definitely did not see it till the next day. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I leave my phone on mute. I'm like, nope. 
My sleep is the one thing that people don't screw with. <laughs> so I leave the phone off and I'll see the message in the morning. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm smiley all the time unless you try to wake me up in the night. My husband actually has said, like, I've punched him when he's like, roll over. I'm like, I'll just clock him in the face. Like, do not wake me up. I do not like it. Um, and I always assume other people have do not disturb on. So, like, I never really think about the time. <laughs> so, yeah. My bad. Well, do you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> uh, always. Sleep. <laughs> so while we were at Equine Affair, first of all, I thought that we had booked a king room at the hotel for Equine Affair. Turns out it was two queens. We immediately went back down to the hotel desk and tried to remedy it. But they were like, nope, that's all we got. Sorry. So we were like, okay, that's fine. And usually when we have two queens, honestly, my husband and I usually each take our own bed because they're queens and we're used to sleeping in a king. So I thought that's what was going to happen. Well, I don't know. I've been traveling a lot. I've been gone for work. So my husband's like, oh, I'm going to sleep in the same bed with you. And How'd that the go? First night I, <laughs> I, I put up with it. Night one, night two. I don't remember which night it was. It was a couple nights in that we had been there already. And I finally, I started getting mad because I couldn't sleep. He was so close. <laughs> and it was probably about 1130 at night and he had fallen asleep out cold. And I had a big day the next day. I think it was the night before my networking mixer. And I start, I went over to his bed. I started remaking it. I woke him up in the process and he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I can't sleep. You're so close. I can't sleep. And, uh, I definitely kicked him out of the bed and made him sleep in his own bed after that. <laughs> what I'd like to say is like, Tim was a champ because he hadn't seen you in like weeks. And then he yeah. comes to Equine Affair to basically be, I don't want to say your little bitch because he was really not, but like to do whatever <laughs> you needed him to do. Yes. We caught him on TikTok. I saw you guys, you using him and for that and, and yep. like, testing the sound and things like that. And he was a good sport. So meanwhile, the poor little Tim, all he wants is a snuggle. And you're like, get out of here. I love it. Yeah. That's, yep. a, I would yep. do that too. I was just like, listen, I need my sleep. This is a really important event for me. I can't be tossing and turning all night. You got to get out of bed. And he's over there thinking something else is wrong. And I'm like, there's literally nothing else wrong. You know how sometimes they're like, what else is really going on when you get mad? Well, no. I was like, it's, I just want to sleep. Just You're like, I want a starfish. Like, I want the covers to myself. <laughs> and also, you were probably used to sleeping alone for a couple weeks, too. So it's hard on a bed that's smaller. Mm, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I've been sleeping I'm never in hotels wrong. by myself for... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if we're going to be sister Good wives, time. you need to know this about me, okay? That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, well, Natalie, so Natalie had arranged for an Airbnb for us. And we'd booked this months ago, like literally maybe in the summer. And she goes, okay, let's book this Airbnb. You're always driving me. We've got two bedrooms. We had a kitchen, a bath. I mean, it was bigger than most apartments like in New York City. So we go in there and I'm like, okay, which room do you want? And it was great because she goes, I'd like the dark one. I'm like, that's great. Mine's bigger. So I took the walk-in closet because you know me. I have a little bit more stuff. I like to dress for the occasion. I got my hats. So Natalie and I are kind of like the perfect married couple. We're like the married couple in our 70s who just sleep in separate rooms because it's more convenient. It was fantastic. Yes, yes. <laughs> we had cocktails when we got home, had a little chat. And then I was always the first one to bed because I'm not a night person. I was great. I mean, I could see you being married to Natalie long term. Like, it was super comfortable. 
episode's really about. <laughs> We're putting out the call for the sister wives at this point. <laughs> well, you know, so one of the things I really loved about this equine affair and and these conferences and, and expos in general is like the chance for us to meet all of our friends in real life, right? Because how much interaction and engagement do we do on social media meeting all these, you know, readers, followers, listeners, um, and friends. And so for me, I think it's super cool to meet like the actual horse girl community in real life. And just that was the best thing ever. So I can't say just I have like a thousand sister wives I just want to bring on board and I just want to like wrap them in my little in my little embrace. And uh, it was phenomenal. But that's what you do it for really a living. Was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get it. Yeah, I loved meeting. I loved meeting everybody at Equine Affair. In fact, I mean, talking, speaking of Tim, like I was taking him from booth to booth, especially on the first day. And it was so funny because he could see how excited my friends were that we were, you know, that we saw each other there. And the reaction and the expressions on people's faces, it was really cool. He was like, wow, you're really popular here. I was like, this is because it's all my friends. <laughs> that, That's just the best he, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. He's, he couldn't stop telling me like all week. He's like, you won't stop smiling. I love it. Because <laughs> it was just so much fun. It is. And there's something about the energy when we all get together, right? Like, I know for me, I tend to have my best brainstorming. I get really energized. I end up, my social battery runs out, but I end up brainstorming all these wonderful things for the next six months. So I really feed off of it. Mm-hmm. Same, same. Well, and so you run every year at Equine Affair a entrepreneur like networking mixer. And this is your second year. How did that go for you? It was great. So this year, it was my second year at Massachusetts. It was my third one overall that I've done. The last one was at Equine Affair in Ohio. So I did Massachusetts last fall and then Equine Affair this spring and then again in here in November in Massachusetts. So this one was great because you know that when you're starting something brand new, it can take a while for things to take off and pick up. So it was the same scenario with the networking mixer. You know, year one, it was definitely successful, but year two... I mean, that room was packed out. It was full. And uh, I put these on because I love networking. Uh, my background is in events too. So I kind of mix like my two loves between the networking events and also equestrians. And I bring everybody together because we all want to see each other, but we're all so busy like in different places that were kind of scattered. So I wanted to kind of create that space where people could come into one room. And even though it's just for 90 minutes, we all get to hang out with each other and talk. And yeah, people were talking. That room was buzzing. <laughs> that was the word I was going to say. It was actually buzzing, like you could feel the vibrations. Um, and it was actually a little too much for Natalie, because we're not used as as authors. That's a lot of noise. And so she was like, you know what, I'm going to go sell some more books. But we had so much fun. And I did want to note, I know we mentioned it when we were there, but like, it was our anniversary mandate of meeting. Yes, <laughs> it was. What, when did, was it 2019? I think it was 2019. It was the 2019. It was my first year at Equine Affair. I had a table at one of the breed, uh, the breed booths in the pavilion. And... I remember you walked right up to me and you were like, so what do you do? Tell me what you're about. And we just took off and like then we kept in touch and it was really, really cool. So um, I still remember that. 
And God, this was now my third equine affair. I feel like every year it gets better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was on break for, I don't think they did it in 2020. So we've been back for a couple now. But it's so funny that we did meet in the breed pavilion because honestly, I very rarely go in the breed pavilion. And I know there's a lot to see in there, but I end up usually staying more in the shopping buildings and I'm networking a bit more with the businesses and the vendors. So I don't make it into the breed pavilion every year. I didn't make it in there at all this year. There was a couple of things I didn't see at all because I was at a booth and just didn't make it over. So we got lucky that we met up in the breed pavilion that year for sure. The weather is turning and it's definitely getting colder. Time to start thinking about stocking up for winter with the new releases from Running Out Equestrian. They have recently released updates to their famous one-piece jumpsuits, new texture, ripstop fabric, and adjustable cords added to the hood so they feel super fresh this season. But if you aren't a fan of coveralls, they have just announced the release of their new separates collection of bib pants and jackets. Reading Out has something for every woman, whether working in the barn or riding through the winter. Stay warm, dry, and feminine in Reading Out. Um, so it's funny that you mention all the shopping and everything, because really, I think besides the, the demos, the shopping is really the number one reason people go to these horse expos and it can put a little dent in the wallet. Oh, definitely. So it's probably a good thing I didn't make it too far around the show this week because it can absolutely put a dent in the wallet. Absolutely. I think being at the bookstore for the four days, there was a limited time that I could walk around. And the time I did have, I had to be really circumspect about what I was stopping for and purchasing because I had limited time. So I didn't actually get to really venture the way I would have liked to, but it's probably better for my wallet um, because I have a shopping problem. (laughs) Don't we all when it comes to our horses? (laughs) And well, Natalie doesn't, but she actually did even buy tack. Like, Natalie did buy a couple things. You're She's super frugal. <laughs> Look at you influencing Natalie now. <laughs> I know. I think that's why I scared her away this week. She needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I do have, you know, a couple of ideas because I am so good at shopping for the best way to go to an event like this and save money. So I didn't know if you had any ideas on your end. Oh, gosh. Well, I can tell you some of the things I regret so people can learn from my mistakes. (laughs) I love a good regret story. (laughs) Shame, shame. Right? Tell me. Okay, so I I will say I did not buy a lot of things. Uh, The money that I did spend for the most part was – supporting my other friends with small businesses who are at the show. So in those instances, if I went by a friend's booth, I I bought a couple things. Um, But there was one purchase that got me on the last day, and I had been walking back into the Better Living Center, which is where my booth was, and Tim was with me when we first started coming in. And then I was like, well, I haven't been down this row. I'm going to walk down this row over here. And he said, all right, you're on your own. I'm going back to the booth. Okay, cool. So I should Mistake not have been number one. Yeah, I should not have been left alone first and foremost. But I started walking, and you, there's a couple of vendors at Equine Affair who 
I just have to say, we know they're not equestrians, but there's some of those like salespeople that sell you on those more like gimmicky products, right? And they're so pushy. They are. And one of them was like, whoa, I love your bag. That's dope. And I had this really cool like fringe laptop bag I was carrying. And I was like, thanks. So I started engaging, should not have done that. And then he's like, oh, oh my God. He's like, okay, <laughs> come on over. You, you want me to shine your boots? And I was like, well... I do need my boots clean because I have I didn't clean them before I went to the event, but it was the last day. <laughs> and, and in my head, I'm like, he's not going to get me. He's not going to I know me. exactly what booth you're talking about, by the way. <laughs> I think there were a couple of them there. But my first thing that I said to him when he was like, you want me to clean your boots? I was like, you're not even wearing boots. What kind of advertising is this? <laughs> <laughs> And so these two guys were totally not equestrians. Uh, they came in from Las Vegas. They they were wearing like these, I don't know, these like, tur- he had these turquoise sneakers on. And I don't know what kind of shoes they were because I don't know anything other than cowboy boots <laughs> for the most part. So I just knew that he definitely was not a horse guy just based on how he was dressed. So I was like, what kind of advertising is this? And he's just like, I don't remember what he said back, but... Anyways, I let him clean my boots. And then he just kind of was like, okay, well, what questions do you have for me? And I was like, all right, give me your spiel because I got to get back to the booth. And he's like, what spiel? I'm like, well, just tell me what you're selling because I got to get back to my booth. So I let him tell me. And you know how they always start out with, well, it's usually this price, but today it's this price. And today I'll also throw in a bonus for free. Well, he did that and I bought it. I bought the leather stuff for my boots. And I told myself I was not going to buy the stuff. And sometimes I have the worst willpower when it comes to saying no to people, even though I go in saying, I'm I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to buy it. Mandy, you run events. You've done this. I know. (laughs) I know. Like, this is my literal job. I am like, I'm a promotions person. Like, I do marketing. (laughs) I work trade shows. You, of all people, (laughs) should not succumb to this oh. kind of uh, rhetoric here. Oh my God. It's so true, but I did. And I will say the damage was only $40. It really wasn't that much money, but I came back. You better use like, that leather cleaner. You want one? Because now I have two. Because <laughs> it was a, a twofer? Yes. <laughs> well, see, that's where I'm, I'm different. Like, I guess I lived in New York City for so many years and Obviously, you know me as a very friendly person, but like Mm -hmm. try talking to me and I don't know you like try selling me something. I literally don't even recognize that. Like some guy was like, oh, I love your hat. You know, the opening line. Mm -hmm. And I was like, thanks. And he's like, where's your booth? I was like, over there. Bye. And I just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I was left unattended. Like, I don't think I would have stopped if Tim was walking with me because Tim wasn't wearing boots. They they sure as shit weren't going to shine his boots because he had sneakers on too. So I think I would have kept walking. But I got caught by myself and he liked my bag and it is a really good bag. And then he wanted to shine. Yeah. So that's that's what happened. So he, All right. Like, so first do lesson, don't go shopping alone. Yes. Go with a buddy and a buddy who... Not an I'm enabler. The buddy. Not an enabler. Right, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I'm the enabler. Like, I will help you spend your money. However, I'm also super honest. So, like, it, leather cleaner, I probably would have shut that down and been like, oh, you should go with something by, you know, so-and-so, which is, like, another brand that I use or something. But, like, 
you know, you have that cute little laptop bag. You get the hide and fringe stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we have similar styles. I would 100% be like, you need another one, right? Oh, like, yes. <laughs> so I'm an enabler in some ways, but only for classy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I Once I walked away with it, I was like, I don't even know what the hell I just bought. I looked in the bag. I was like, what kind of leather cleaner is this? I literally didn't even ask. I was like, sounds good. You got got. Oh, my there God. There was guys um, selling the aloe for the skin, and he kept trying to grab people. Ooh, no. And honestly, if he had tried to grab me, he would have gotten kicked in the ball so fast. I probably wouldn't have even realized I'd done it. But, like, you can't just grab people. Mm-mm. That is a serious no. But I will say I did – I did shop and I was really proud of myself. So, of course, we have friends that have brands and we always want to support their businesses. So I definitely bought a couple more things than I wanted to. But here's how I won. One, I came in with, okay, I'm only going to spend this amount of money. Two, I waited until Sunday. So I used Friday and Saturday to walk around and decide what I really, really wanted And then I said, okay, if it's still there on Sunday and, you know, it's available, then I'll purchase it and maybe I'll get a deal because Sunday is a lot of times the vendors will give you a deal because they don't want to bring it home. So that's what I did. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good method. But I mean, it was Sunday for me too and the boot guy still got me. Well, because you were exhausted. I think that's what it was. You weren't sleeping. Your husband was taking the bed. (laughs) He did get back in the bed with me the night after that, too. <laughs> so it, my, so really what you're saying is it's Tim's fault. I'm going to blame Tim. And we'll just say it was Tim's money that bought the leather cleaner stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right about the aloe people. Uh, yeah, honestly, like those guys didn't get me. And I, my booth is right near one of those massage gun people, too. And oh, it, yeah. they're just so – they stick out like a sore throat. You, you know that they're not equestrians because – they roll in there. None of their branding is, it, you can tell, it's not themed for equine. It, they don't dress like equestrians. They don't know the talk or the lingo. And they just kind of chase after you with the product. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've learned, like, don't touch my skin. I don't need the massager. I don't need, like, those hand warmers. Um, honestly, oh, right. like, like the, I don't know if the hand warmer people were there or not. I didn't walk through the booths, uh, the rows enough to say if they were or weren't. But the hand warmer people have, like... I, I don't even walk by them anymore because, again, not horse people, and they're really annoying. <laughs> yeah, they are, and, and they're super aggressive. And, like, mm-hmm. I will say I take away from those things of how I don't want to be when I when I handle my booth because, you know, I was there as signing books and things like that. And there was an author actually sitting in the front, not Natalie, because Natalie is actually quite sweet, but this other woman who was aggressively calling out to people on the other side of the the walkway mm-hmm. and like dragging them over to to sign books and stuff like that and it just felt a little bit icky. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is a good example of what you do and don't want to do. And ha- having done that for years myself too, not in that way, but having worked at trade shows, like you do have to have you, some assertiveness for sure to get people to pay attention, especially when there's a lot of competition in the rows and in, the, in your space. But you've got to do it with enough tact that it's not scaring people away. And a lot of times those booths, they rope people in, but they end up leaving a bad taste in most people's mouths. 
Yeah, and then you don't have any kind of brand loyalty, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a one-off as opposed to a lot of the small businesses that were there and the equestrian-related businesses that were there, and they were actually making connections. And I think that was – those are the ones that I'm drawn to. Mm-hmm. And um, it was funny. So I, I had dinner on Thursday – was it Thursday? No, Friday after your mixer – and there was a whole bunch of us. There was probably 25 of us for dinner. And I was sitting next to um, Carly from Back on Track and Leah from Dapple Bay, neither of whom I'd met before. And we're talking and I just had the best time with them. So the next day I went by their booths and I was like, I will definitely support you guys. So um, it was nice to talk to them. And even Leah was so gracious. She was like, oh, my God, you're so sweet. I'm like, take my money, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, Leah actually got the majority of my money too <laughs> at Apple Bay. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. You have a hoodie that says uh, "Sit your ass on some class," and it's about riding a thoroughbred. I'm like, uh, it's a hoodie. It has a swear word and a horse on it. Like sold. Yes, I bought the hoodie that says "I like horses, not people." <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And my booth neighbor was like, "Yeah, but you're you're a networker. You can't wear that shirt." And I was like, "Watch me." <laughs> Um, you're a networker, so you know how people are, so you get tired of them. I get it. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's definitely hard. And I think so, you know, we talked about walking around with a buddy. I definitely think you should go in with a plan and kind of, you know, tour the aisles, but don't get stuck. Like, take your time. And if you're there for multiple days, maybe try not to commit the first day because those purchases that you make right off the bat, those impulse buys are usually the ones that you regret. One of the things I've learned over the years is if I'm thinking about it the next day, I should probably get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've learned in shopping, and this tip probably won't work in a trade show setting. It, well, I know it won't work. But when I'm in the store and I think I want to buy something, I carry it around for a couple minutes. And usually by the time I'm done carrying the thing, I'm like, I don't think I actually want this. <laughs> and I've saved myself a lot of money thinking about something before I hightail it to the checkout. And that doesn't work at a trade show because you can't really walk away with someone's stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, that's called stealing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like you said, if you think about it a little bit, sometimes you think that you need it in that moment. And the longer you consider it, the more you're like, okay, it's not really that big of a deal. Oh, totally. I mean, the first two days I was kind of stalking the booth that had the three-step mounting block. And I told myself I needed one because, you know, I got to light off the property one time and he's quite tall. So I'm like, a two-step's not enough. I need a three-step for my trailer. And it was a really good deal. And then Sunday rolls around and I walk in and there's one left. One. And then I sit there and I'm like, am I really going to carry this to the car? Do I really need a three-step mounting block for as often as I go off property? And last time I found a bench, maybe I could do that again. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be be good because, you know, I only have so much room in my tack room, my trailer, and my garage. It's getting a little obscene. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the fuller your house gets, the less stuff you want to bring home. And I think I went into my shopping kind of with a similar mindset like, do I have space for this at the house? And uh, yeah, so I didn't end up bringing too much home. It all fit in my suitcase. So that's a good sign. 
That is. That is a great sign. And I will say, too, um, doing something like that where you bring uh, a bag or a suitcase or you only have a certain amount of room allotted will help keep you steady. But the other thing is, um, and this is a little hint that maybe people don't really realize, is that a lot of these brands, especially the small businesses, if you tell them you're interested but are traveling, they might be willing to give you a discount code for when you get home with free shipping. So don't assume that you have to get it right then and there, especially with a small business. Oh, that's true. I saw a few vendors doing that and just drop shipping to people's houses. So definitely an option. Uh, I mean, speaking of vehicles, if you'd really want to save yourself some money, ride with a friend or take, I don't know, Lyft or Uber to the venue so you don't have the space to fill your car up. (laughs) That was probably the other reason I didn't fill my car is because I had so much of my like booth supplies in our pickup truck that we took. There literally was no room for me to acquire anything that would not fit in the suitcase. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, tip because I did have room and um, I still haven't unpacked the things I bought (laughs) because I came home and I basically crashed. So that was fun. But tomorrow it's going to be like Christmas. Yeah, they're still in my car. (laughs) Yeah, we just unloaded the truck today too. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you have to have a little bit of a day off, right? Uh, Between events. And I did pull out I did get a, a Western saddle pad and an English saddle pad for Delight since he is being ridden more. And I thought, you know, why not? But I definitely got some deals on them and I looked to find the perfect one. So I was perfectly happy walking away if I didn't find the right fit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you you went in with some moderation, even though you brought some stuff home. You didn't come home with too much. And uh, by the way... I saw you, I want to say it was uh, maybe Sunday morning, and you were wearing this great coat. <laughs> this like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was um, very long. I, is it called like a duster? It, it was prettier than like a duster. I don't know if the it's, right, uh, right It's called is. a riding coat. Okay. It's, yeah, it's the, the Claire riding jacket by Outback Trading Company. Yeah, but you happened to show up when I was getting ready to film an interview um, on the lead line with Veltri Sport. And they have those really cool um, helmet backpacks. Um, very, very well done. Uh, the owner, Lisa, was awesome. Oh, and- yeah. I'm 100% getting one and I don't even show. Yeah, I know. I don't either. And I was like, mm, I might need to get one of these bags because I love them. So I was getting ready to interview her and you just got a waltz by in your riding jacket. And I said, hold up. I'm going to turn the camera <laughs> around. <laughs> and I say, who, me? <laughs> Don't threaten me with a good time. I love a good camera. <laughs> it was already set up on the tripod and everything because I was getting ready to shoot. And all I had to do is just whip the camera around and there you are. <laughs> and I took this really fast, like 20 second clip of you talking about your jacket that um, I believe you got from Outback Trading Company, right? Yep. Yeah. And I put that in my Instagram stories and people were like, oh my God, I need that jacket. It was it was so funny. And you didn't even get that from Equine Affair, but we were selling jackets basically on Instagram during Equine Affair for a different vendor. 
I mean, who knew I'd be a fashion influencer? <laughs> Usually I'm in sweatpants. <laughs> right? I mean, I was online looking. I was like, mm, maybe I need this jacket also. But the only they only had a couple different colors that were like the sale jackets because the regular price on those coats was like $269. And then the yeah. sale price was maybe about half of that for some of their um, – more like retired colors that were going out of style, I guess you could say. Uh, not, I guess not out of style because you're wearing it, Heather. But <laughs> I think they, no, no, no. I think they rotate colors every year. And so yeah. mine, I definitely did get last year. Yeah, yeah. So it's on sale now. But I kept looking at it and I said, do I want to wear the exact same one that Heather has? But there were only two choices. There was the one that you have and then there was like a black one and I didn't want the black one. So I'm still Well, you remember last it. year you wore the white fringe jacket and I wore the black fringe yes. jacket. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been twins again. It's true. It's true. Well, that's our sister wife costume, right? Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Curly hair and matching jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't do the fringe jacket this year. I don't. I didn't see you in one either. I think that no, was last I didn't bring year's. It. That was last year's look. <laughs> yeah, I think we were of a similar mindset this year, which was pretty funny, actually. <laughs> it was, but I did see in our Facebook memories how we both wore the fringe jackets last year, so I got a kick out of it. Yeah, that was really great. I feel like. Uh, it's almost like a celebration every year when we go to Equine Affair. And, um, you know, I really hope that next year they have more breeds and more demos and I actually get to see some of the demos because I didn't actually get to really see anything. Yeah, I was going to ask you if you got out to see any of the activities that were there, but I didn't really get to do too much either. So I do know I did drag you into one of uh, one of my sessions. <laughs> yes, I just always love being put on the spot. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I'm up for anything. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun. So I know, I know, we at least got to do that together. But I didn't get to see many of the other sessions that were going on, or the demos or clinics. But I heard really good things about a lot of them, and I actually heard that Fantasia was like one of the best that it's been in a few years, based on some people that had gone. So that was oh, that's cool. great. Yeah. I- I, I guess I was under the impression that it was the same every year. So it was like, blah, you know. I thought it was, I kind of thought it was the same too. But I was hearing, I saw on the Facebook feed, people were commenting that it was really, really good. And I do think that they changed the performers out um, from year to year. I'm just making an assumption that based on like the pictures I've seen, I think it gets changed up. But um, I had tickets for Saturday night and Tim and I were going to go. And we were talking, you and I, been talking about how tired we are, right? So by the time Saturday came, I'd already been in town, you know, getting ready for the show since Tuesday. And I said, I can't do it. I cannot stay till like 10 o'clock at night or however long it goes because I was just too exhausted. So um, Equine Affair has a message board and they, I saw them promoting, like, if you're looking to buy or sell Fantasia tickets, use the mes- message board. So I grabbed a scrap piece of paper at about 5 o'clock Saturday night, and the show was uh, starting around 7.30. And I just wrote on it two Fantasia tickets with my phone number and the price, and I literally sold them within 10 minutes. And it was wow. it was to this young couple who had driven all the way up from Rhode Island. And they said, oh, my God, like, this, they said, this came, you came in so clutch for us, <laughs> they said to us. And 
And I guess they'd driven up, but they didn't realize that this show was sold out as it always does every year, especially Saturday night. It always sells out. So they drove all the way up and got there and realized that they had no way to get tickets. So they were trying to call all the numbers on the message board to try to find them. And they just happened to be, you know, there at the right time to grab my little ad that I'd posted and I was I felt really good about it at that point I was like you know what I don't feel bad about not going because these guys have never been and they're really excited about it so I felt kind of good well yeah and plus like at the end of it I mean after working for so many hours because the event goes from nine to seven not that you're at the booth the whole time but pretty close to it by the time you're done I it's really hard to sit through three hours um I've been, you know, I just, it sounded exhausting and and too much stimulation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tim really wanted to go, but I said, babe, you haven't even been at the show most of today. I'm going to fall asleep if you take me to Fantasia. (laughs) And I just, like, I can't even go to a movie theater when I'm tired because I I feel like I will zonk out. It doesn't matter where I am. If I'm really tired, I will fall asleep. That's just, I'm to that point in my life where if I'm tired and I'm just tired enough, I will fall asleep no matter where I am. And that's, well, that's not a talent that Tim has, but it's a talent that I have. <laughs> well, that's okay. My husband is a night person and, and he thinks it's ridiculous that when I got home on Sunday, I picked up the kids barefoot and all, like I literally went to go pick them up barefoot from the party they were at because I just couldn't be bothered with shoes at that point. <laughs> and I was in bed by 7.30. It was all I could do to stay awake until 8.30 just so I didn't wake up at two in the morning. Right. I was burnt. Yeah, yeah, same. But I hear you. If you go to bed too early, then you end up in that weird window of like, okay, am I going to wake up in the middle of the night and not be able to get back to sleep? So you've got to like, you got to push through it just long enough so that you know you'll stay out. Yeah, but I was super cranky. I mean, I was like, my kids are like, mom, you know, and they hadn't seen me in a week. And I was just like, I was Oscar the Grouch. Oh, no. I was just, <laughs> so I felt really, really bad because I did miss them quite a lot. And, uh, it was hard for me because this was the first time we'd all been separated. My husband was in San Diego. I was in Massachusetts and my kids were in North Carolina. And that was really, it was a good thing I was busy. Let's just say that mm. because that was a little hard. Why did you send your kids to North Carolina? So my dad and mom lived down there and um, they had fall break. So My husband had a work conference in San Diego at the same time I had Equine Affair and neither one of us could get out of it, right, nor wanted to. (laughs) Right. So I called my dad and I said, hey, how do you feel about seeing the grandkids? But he'd just been up here. So Jason, and this is like I never give credit where credit is due, but Jason told me it was stupid for me to drive down just to drive all the way back up north and further. So he actually drove them down and then flew out of North Carolina to get to his conference and then drove them back. Oh, good planning. Good job, Jason. (laughs) Yeah. So I probably owe him some sexual favors or something. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm I'm not going to like – I'm not going to hold my breath because if he forgets, then yay. <laughs> <laughs> does he Does he listen to your podcast? No, okay. it's Percy. Okay, perfect. Although, perfect. Although, I will say, so, you know, we had a lot of fun with the horse husband episode. I was thinking it might be kind of funny to have Jason on because he's so anti a horse husband mm-hmm. that it might be hilarious. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. Do you think he'll do it? 
I mean, again, sexual favors, so we'll see. <laughs> if he comes on, you'll know that he got a little something, something. <laughs> <laughs> well, last last night when I got, well, we got back from me quite a fair yesterday, so um, it was Monday, and I had, like, all these episodes of, like, Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and all, the, all of my shows, my girl shows that I don't watch, and so I said to my husband, I was like, all right. What do you need for me to be able to watch these shows? <laughs> <laughs> and it was handled and I watched my shows. <laughs> I love it. See, that's marriage. That's marriage, right? It's called compromise. Exactly. <laughs> and I always tell people, they're like, how did you get this horse? How did you get this dog? How did you get this? I'm like, we. I just don't do a lot of the things. And then when I really want something, I up my game. And then he feels... <laughs> He feels happy and I feel happy. Exactly. Win -win. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so usually uh, Natalie has some pretty great adulting wins. She joins us and she actually did message me um, with an adulting win for this week, which I'm going to forget. So hold on. Let me see if I can read it out loud. What does she say? Oh, here we go. So N Natalie has had, you know, quite a busy week and she's just home. She says, when my husband and I went to push the 600 pound hay block out of the pickup bed, it actually landed correctly on the pallet for once. Didn't have to adjust it or anything. A true win from the universe. <laughs> I love so, that. That's like probably like the sixth time she's tried it. So this one worked. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> but we do love a good adulting win, no matter how big or small. And Mandy, do you have any adulting wins from the week? Oh, gosh. I mean, I feel like I adulted all week at Equine Affairs. So I feel pretty good about all the things. But I will say, you know, even though I said my husband and I unpacked the truck today, which is a couple of days after, you know, getting home, we actually did make a stop at our storage unit on the way home before we got to the house and we dropped off all of the things. Um, that needed to stay in the storage unit. So my win from that is that I went through the boxes as we were packing up at Equine Affair and I took that blue like painter's tape and I labeled what stayed in the house and what goes in the storage unit. So we were able to stop and pull out the items that had to stay in the storage unit and then bring the rest home. Now, the stuff at home didn't make it out of the truck for an extra day, but we did efficiently stop, even though neither of us really felt like stopping because we were so tired from traveling and driving all day, but uh, we did do it. So sometimes you just have to be the adults and say, you know what, it's better to do it now than later. Well, that sounds really organized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like really impressed right now because I still have uh, summer decorations or, you know, stuff that I haven't put away. <laughs> so. I blame the ADHD. Um, it's like if it's out of sight and out of mind. So that's really nice forethought. That sounds actually really accomplished. Well, I just know that I've got so much on my plate right now. If I don't put it where it belongs, I'm going to come home from all of my work travel that I've been doing, you know, when it gets done in December. And I'm going to be like, wait, where's that thing? And so I, I have to know where my stuff is or I know I'll be screwed later. I do feel in some ways, that I should be offended that your highlight of the week 
isn't talking to me at this very moment and being a guest host on the podcast. So I feel like I should tuck this away and use it against you later when I need something. Guilt you. <laughs> when, when you need something. <laughs> as long as it's need not. something from LL Bean. As long as it's not sexual favors, other. <laughs> no, it's okay. We're sister wives. The sister part means that we don't, we're platonic. Okay, good. Okay, so we're good on that. Now that we've but- cleared that up. I can only handle one at a time, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, So I would say my adulting win, gosh, I feel like Equine Affair was pretty awesome. And I'm not really one to brag, but I think what a lot of people should know is that when you do a book signing, actually, you don't sell a lot of books, right? So like everybody thinks there's going to be like this huge Stephen King moment where there's like a line around the corner. But there's something about the average book signing sells about eight to 10 books, right? In like a single day. And that's like a Barnes and Noble or something like that. So unless you're famous, right? Um, And so every time I do a book signing, I sell more and more and more books. And this year I beat my record and I sold... 110 books, which was so exciting and so amazing and so humbling. And it makes me really feel that I'm on the right track. I know I'm not running Dostoevsky. I realize that. like, But I feel like people are connecting. And that's all I've ever really wanted. So I'm just super grateful for that. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm really... I'm really like very blessed and I think, you know, when I was a kid I wanted to be an author and I never had the guts to share any of my writing because I was so scared of criticism. And um you know, despite of course as an author you get criticism and uh but like I pushed through and I'm doing something that really is something I've always wanted to do and I feel like I'm making a difference on a small scale and that's all I could ever ask. So that's a big win for me. That's a huge win. Definitely something to be proud of. I think that's amazing. Thank you. Well, and you're doing amazing too. And I mean, I've even watched, you know, since since we met in 2019, how you've really kind of come back into the equestrian world and started building your brand and business. And I think it's pretty cool that we both have podcasts on the Horse Radio Network and Equine Network and uh, that you'll never get rid of me. So... <laughs> I know at this point, you know, you've been on my podcast a couple times now. I'm on yours. I think it's pretty cool. And (laughs) eventually people are going to be like, okay, Mandy and Heather, we need new material. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's all right. We could have a Mandy and Heather show. (laughs) (laughs) There'd probably be, I'd probably have to drive the mobile though. I feel like that would be really funny. Yeah, and I also feel I like need we job. need to like we need to add clarification because listeners may or may not know that I drive the bootmobile because we didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay, yes. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know and are just coming in, Mandy has has been working for LL Bean and driving the bootmobile all over the Northeast over the next uh, the last couple of weeks and the next couple of weeks. So. Um, yeah, follow her. Let us know where everybody could follow you so that they could see your travels. Yeah, well, I kind of, it's a mix between a couple of accounts, but I talk about it a you little it. bit on my Leadline podcast account on Instagram 
or you can also follow me at Mandy Flanders on Instagram and I do a little bit of both but uh, I started with the tour with the bootmobile at the end of I want to say it was September um, and then it goes until almost Christmas so we were just driving around with a bootmobile and a pop-up shop so we actually like sell L.O. Bean out of the pop-up shop that the bootmobile um, hauls so I'm getting lots of hauling experience that I'm excited to bring back to the, the horse world to be able to pull my trailer even better but it's been a really really cool job and uh, it's also a lot of work but um, definitely an experience that I wouldn't trade for anything. Yeah, we might need to have you on for a trailer episode because uh, of your story. So um, <laughs> that's TBD. We'll 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 figure that out later. But um, I think I think the fact that you've just got so much going on and you're you're doing more than I do, which is kind of hard to believe. I've just I love meeting so many other hardworking women. I feel like you know we have such a cool community and. Um, I'm so glad that we're friends. Oh, me too. And I'm so glad you asked me to come on while I was on break from the bootmobile too, because once I'm on the road, it's hard to do anything, but you caught me at the right time. I did. I'm very sneaky like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on and playing guest host with me because honestly, um, you know, I do my miss my Natalie, but having you on makes it a lot easier. Oh, yeah. I miss Natalie, too. But it was really great seeing her at Equine Affair as well. And I just have to give Natalie a shout out because I saw her display at Equine Affair. And I'm like, holy cow, there's so many books. And I remember when there was just like one or two, you know, a few years back. And uh, she has hammered out so many books at this point. I don't know where she has all the time, but I think it's because she's she writing does full it. time. <laughs> I'm trying to force a vacation out of her, so um, I guess we'll see if I'm if I'm lucky. But maybe that's a whole other episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for having me, Heather. This has been fun. Thanks, Mandy. So appreciate you coming on. And for all the, you guys listening, if you have an equine-related business or just even interested in business, check out the Leadline podcast. Thank you for being a little weird with us, Horse Girl. If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women.